Uh, welcome to Larry Reeney's America. Tonight we're going to do something different. We're tasting single malt scotch on our whiskey portion. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with single malt scotch, and uh, Steve, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think the true single malt scotch um, that's made in uh, Scotland, Ireland, or uh, England, you have certain rules. And one, it has to be 100% uh, malted barley. And two, I think it can add, the only thing they can add is coloring, if I'm not mistaken. It has to be pot stilled and uh, at least three years old and one one distillery. One distiller, yeah. That's yep. about it. Isn't That's it? about it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so everybody's here tonight. Steve, Greg, Mike, and uh, we didn't tell Greg he was tasting single malt scotch. He thought he was drinking. <laughs> thought he was drinking tickle. He, he thought it was the worst bourbon he's ever had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so anyway, uh, we're we're gonna get started. Uh, Steve, let's start with number one. All right, number one. Um, I gave the appearance a nine. It looked like Scott should. A little bit of darkness. Uh, just a little bit of viscosity. Not, not much like the bourbons we drank, but still nice. So a nine. Uh, the nose, I thought it was very sweet. Uh, you can taste or smell the grains, some honey. Um, actually got a, bit of, a little bit of nut in there as well. Uh, I gave that an eight. Uh, for the taste, I thought the honey came through again. Uh, just a little bit of hint of smoke, and I thought this was really the only one that had a little bit of hint of smoke to it. Uh, otherwise, it was very sweet. Uh, I gave that an eight. Again, the finish was sweet. Um, it was nice, a little short. Uh, I gave that an eight as well. Uh, total of 33. Okay. Uh, Greg? Yeah, this one, uh, the appearance looked okay. Gave it an eight. About your average, you know. Uh, the nose to me had lots of oak in it, and I was thinking, well, what's the smell I'm getting to? Is it malt, like high malt? And I wrote malty, maybe. Um, couldn't put my my uh, nose on it, I guess, but I gave that a seven. Um, the taste, I wrote not my thing. <laughs> and, and this was the very first one. I had no idea we were drinking scotch, but uh, so. After you guys told me we was drinking scotch, it's like, oh, maybe that was peat I was smelling, but or taste, I mean. But I, I said somewhat of an, of an aftertaste, and I wrote, I think Larry threw Dickel at me right out of the game. <laughs> 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 so, so I, I gave it a six. And then the finish, eh, I gave it a six because of the aftertaste. I was just like, eh. Total 27. <laughs> Okay, Mike. All right. I thought it had a, a real nice color, and uh, the viscosity was pretty nice. I gave it a nine on appearance. Um, on the nose, I got some malt, uh, some chocolate, a little, some pine notes, um, and some pepper and warm pecans. Um, I gave the nose an eight. On the taste. I got a little cocoa that was kind of malty. I got a little, uh, uh, some floral notes, 
some pepper and just a little bit of smokiness. I gave the taste a nine. And the finish, um, I got pepper and clove. And um, it, it lingers on the tongue for a little while, but it really didn't have a real strong finish. I gave it an eight for a total of 34. Okay. Okay, I gave the appearance a nine. Uh, you know, for, for scotch, it, it's never, they don't look like bourbons, but you right. know, it, it was nice. Uh, the nose I gave a nine, and I, there's a little little bit of peaty to it, but not much. And uh, <clears throat> I smell a little bit of butterscotch and a little pepper. I don't know what kind of pepper, but there's some pepper in it. Uh, taste, kind of the same thing. Uh, not much of the peaty, though. Uh, Pepper was a little more pronounced, I, I thought, in the taste. And uh, then I was debating whether I was smelling butterscotch, or I mean, you're tasting butterscotch or tasting caramel. So I could taste one of the two. I don't know what it, what it was. Uh, finish was good. Uh, not a real strong finish, but I, I thought it, it hit a nice little bit of pepper. It was, it wasn't long as some of the bourbons and that, but uh, this here uh, was an 86 proof. So I gave this an eight for a total of 35. Uh, this is a McCallum 12-year-old uh, in a Sherry KS86. And I tried to keep them all about the same price, but uh, this one here was 88.98. So that's... Uh, that was a McCallum. Okay, uh, Greg, take number two. Okay, number two is pretty similar to the first one on the appearance. Uh, gave it an eight. The nose to me, I was thinking I was getting like a dark fruit, and a butterscotch, overripe banana maybe. And and I still didn't know that we were drinking scotch at this point. <laughs> so I, I gave it an eight. Uh, the taste, man, it was very thin. Uh, it was like I was drinking water almost at first, and then once my taste buds started livening up to it, it, it very much tastes like an overripe banana to me, but it, it was just, I've never, in all these that we've done, I've never left any in a glass, and I did this one, and Steve, Steve was messing with me about it, so I, I kind of like downed it after all of them. <laughs> And and I was just like, oh my god, this this stuff tastes awful. <laughs> so this one actually scores better than the first one for me, but it's not because of the taste. the The first one tasted better to me, so I gave the taste a six, and the finish man <laughs> fell off big time. Gave it a six for a total of twenty eight. Okay, Mike. All right. Um, I thought it was a little lighter in color, and the viscosity I didn't think was quite as... It wasn't as thick as the first one. <clears throat> I gave the appearance an 8. Um, on the nose, I got ripe apples, um, and I thought I got a little smokiness out of it again. Um, a little cinnamon, some vanilla, and maybe some ripe cherries. So I gave the nose a 9. Um, on the taste, I got some cinnamon again, some ripe apples, and then I got quite a bit of pepper. 
um, out of the taste and a little bit of smokiness again. I gave the taste a nine and the finish, um, I thought it was nice and peppery, but it just didn't last. Um, it wasn't very long. I gave the finish an eight for a total of 34. Okay, Steve. All right, the appearance, mm. I gave it a nine again. Um, the nose, I got a lot of apricots and pears, some honey, actually some rose petals. Um, I thought it was a nice nose. I gave that a nine. Uh, the taste, again, honey came through, and then I got um, almonds or cherries, kind of like an amaretto kind of a flavor. Um, uh, malt, vanilla, actually got a little corn on this one for some reason, and then uh, uh, finished up with some white pepper. I uh, gave that a nine. Uh, finish, uh, again, honey, rose petals. The white pepper came through again. It was lingering, but just a little left, a little, little something, so I gave it an eight for a total of 35. Okay. Uh, you already want that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I gave the appearance a nine. I gave the nose an eight. Um, little, some kind of wood, uh, maybe maybe oak, but uh, the uh, some pepper, uh, some kind of. Fruit, it might have been cherries. I, I, I couldn't really tell, but there was a, a sweetness there uh, in the nose. And I, I gave it an eight. I liked the nose a lot. Uh, taste, same thing. Uh, pepper started coming through more. Maybe, um, again, I, I, I couldn't pinpoint the fruit and was a little bit peaty, but. Uh, I gave the taste an eight, and the finish, it's not like a bourbon finish, but it was kind of like the McAllen. It, it was good. It hit a, a, to me, it hit a, a nice finish, maybe not quite long enough, but it was a nice finish. And I gave that an eight uh, for a total of 33. And that was the Valvani Double Wood 86 proof. 12 years old, and that one in the $71.99. So, what was it called again? The Balvenie, B A L V E N I E, and it's a double wood. So, uh, I mean, it's good. good Greg, you know, it was double oaked. Yeah, basically. That, that's actually kind of what I, when the very first one I drank, I kind of thought, oh, is oh. this a double oak or what, what the hell is going on here? And I could also, the, the malted barley in this was much stronger than in the McAllen, I mm. thought, too. Yeah. That was, uh, but, uh, okay, so, uh, Mike, you're up on the number three. All right. I thought this one, on the appearance, was a little lighter in color. It had it did have nice viscosity, though, for a scotch. Um, I gave it an 8 on appearance. On the nose, um, I got tobacco and coffee, caramel, ripe peaches, and maybe some vanilla. I gave the nose a 9. On the taste, this, is, this, real, this one really threw me. Um, I got some caramel and some roasted sweet corn. That was the predominant. I mean, I really got a lot of roasted sweet corn uh, taste out of this. Um, and some maybe some warm butter. 
like melted butter. I gave the taste a nine. And the the finish just um, it was a little sweet, but it just it just fell off. There was no I didn't have any like pepper or any there was just nothing on the on the finish. I gave the finish a seven for a total of thirty-three. Okay. Go let's go back to uh, Greg on the number three. This one was just like the first two. The appearance I looked similar. I gave it an eight. Um, the nose to me, all I could come up with was wild cherry. I was getting like a wild cherry, kind of like a one of those. Uh, I'm trying to remember the bubble gum that was wild cherry. Is it big league chew maybe? Yeah, Anyhow, I, think I was so. kind of getting that wild cherry smell, and the taste. When I tasted it, it was like, wow, a lot of oak right out of the gate and some kind of a dark fruit. So I I gave it a six. I, again, what my thing. <laughs> but um, the finish, to me, it fell off quick again. It, it just wasn't much of a finish to me. Gave it a six for a total of 28. Okay, Steve. All right, the appearance they gave it a nine again. Uh, they're all pretty similar. So uh, nose, I thought it was very malty. This one, um, some nuts, and then uh, kind of like a, uh, a great a lot of green apples and vanilla on this one. Maybe some caramel too, but a lot of green apples. Uh, I gave it an eight. The taste, uh, and apples and caramel again, kind of like you're getting a caramel apple at the fair, I thought, you know, nice taste to it. And then the uh, the peppery came through, you know, it started out real sweet, then a little bit of pepper, I gave that an eight. Uh, the finish I thought was the same, um, you got that caramel apple up front, really nice sweet on the uh, the upper palate. And then as it, it lingered, I, initially I gave it a really uh, low score for the finish, but after the third or fourth sip I had, all of a sudden it finished, bam, the pepper was there on the back, and I was like, man, it's actually a pretty nice finish. I thought it was good. So I gave that a 9, total of 34. Okay. I gave the appearance a 9. The nose, uh, I, I spent more time on the nose on this than about anything. I, I got some malted barley, and one minute I had vanilla, the next minute I had caramel, then I had butterscotch, and I actually think that was all three of them in there. But the thing that blew my mind, and I couldn't come up with anything, and I thought, what this smells like I'm in a French bakery. And I mean, it just, for some reason, it just reminded me of bakery goods and something coming out of the oven. So I gave the nose a 10, and everything carried through with me on the uh, on on the taste, I gave that a ten also. Uh, mm. The finish, it's kind of like the rest of them. Uh, got got some pepper. In fact, it got got more pepper on the taste. That I didn't didn't get anything on the nose. Uh, but on the finish, it seemed to not linger. But I it was good on the front and the back palate. And it was very smooth, and I thought the flavors went right with it, but I, I couldn't give the finish more than eight. So, total of 37, and that was uh, Glen Morangi. It was the Nectar Dior Sauternes Cash 
cask finish. Uh, 92 proof, uh, 10 years in American oak, and two years in a sauterne, in sauterne barrels. Um, so my total was 37 on that. And uh, it kind of shocked me because I, I preconditioned myself that it was going to be McAllen and everything else was going to be behind it. But uh, anyway, and that one also, like the Balvania, was seventy-one ninety-nine. Okay, so Steve, number four. All right, number four. I actually gave the appearance a 10 on this just because it was so new, unique. It looked like a nice rosé wine. It was really rose-colored. Uh, I thought it was pretty nice. So a 10. Uh, the nose. Um, God, honey Nut Cheerios. I thought, you know, it's a lot of honey, some nuts, uh, some pears. I thought it was very floral. Uh, I got some sherry, like a, a sherry flavor to it. Or a smell. Um, I thought it was really complex. I give that a nine. Uh, the taste uh, again. I thought some sherry there, pears, baking spices. Got a little spicy at the end there, and I thought some salinity, a little salt. Um, I gave that a nine. And then the finish. Um, I thought the finish was was really good. I gave uh, not quite as strong as the last one. I thought. Um, Kind of faded and came back. I gave that an eight. Total of 36. Okay. Mike, go, go this time. All right. I thought it had a really nice, I thought more of a copper color, but then when Steve said rose, you know, it, it does kind of look like the kind of a, I think between the two. Uh, it's a very interesting color. Had nice viscosity. It gave the appearance of nine. <clears throat> Nose, um, I got some smoke, um, some malt. Ripe berries and cherries, ripe cherries. Um, I gave the nose a nine. The taste, um, the ripe cherries came through again on that with some oak. And um, I got some spices, baking spices, cinnamon, um, and some, I got a little cocoa out of it also. Um, for I gave the taste a nine. And the finish, um, it was a little peppery, but it had a little bit of sweetness to it too. And it just kind of lingered uh, all across the palate, and I gave the taste a nine, or I'm sorry, the finish a nine because I just I thought the finish on this one was really good for total thirty-eight. Well, okay, Greg. Well, this one I gave the appearance lower than the rest, but I, I just because I, I I didn't know what I was looking at. I'm like, what in the world is wrong with this stuff? <laughs> I, I thought it was your orange tractor in the so, background that so was what, throwing me off. What, what you're trying to say is you're going to not switch to single malt scotch. I'm not. Okay. In no time soon. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I wrote down rose in color, and I was kind of like confused. Like, what in the world is this stuff I, by looking at it? But it's not a bad thing. It's just it's not a normal thing. That's why I wrote seven. It's not a normal color. So that's kind of what threw me. But, but yeah, it looked cool. I mean for what it is um the nose to me was floral with honey and again when now i like floral smells but i don't like them when i'm thinking about drinking them you know what i mean so anything floral to me i i score low uh, but it, it was still nice it just ain't what i want to drink like we talked about tasting perfume and stuff yeah um, so I gave it a six. The taste to me was surprisingly, it wasn't 
it wasn't the floral stuff. It was very peppery. I, had, I was getting some corn and some smoke. I like the taste. This is by far the best out of all, all of them in the taste. I gave it an eight, and the finish to me was great too. I, I thought, man, that, the finish is real good. Great finish, nice and peppery. Gave it an eight for a total of 29. Okay. I, I gave it a nine appearance. Um, the, the nose, uh, th this is the, heavy, I, I guess it's oak, but it's the heaviest wood that I had a nose on, on any of the other ones. Um, some sweetness, I, I couldn't pinpoint it. Um, I didn't, uh, it, it could have been, I know it was bananas, it could have been peach, it could have been cherries, but there was a little sweetness there. And the barley was definitely there. I gave the nose an eight. I think the same thing went with the finish, except I got a little more peppery, and um, which isn't a bad thing, because I like that. And it, it, it just, um, again, the barley had a heavy kind of an oak taste, some sweetness to it um, that offset some of the peppery. I gave the taste an eight, and the finish is like, well, I gave all four of them an eight for a finish because they none of them just lingered enough for me. Even after drinking four ounces, they, they just didn't linger enough. And so my total on that was 33. It's a spay, 92 proof, no age statement. I couldn't find an age statement on so we, so we know it's at least three. That's yeah. What's spay? How do you, how do you spell that? S-P-E-Y. These are all side yeah, scotches. Yeah. So. But, you know, this is 92, uh, and the Glen Morangi was uh, 92. The other two were 86. But basically, that's what you're going to get out of scotch, yeah. single malt scotch. Yeah. Uh -huh. so, uh, so my number one was the Glen Morangi number three, which I thought it would be number one, the McCallum. Uh, I had 37 on the Glen Morangi, 35 on the McCallum, and the Balvaney and Spey were tied 33. I liked all of them, but I've, you know, I've always been a single malt Scotch fan, uh, but I kind of drifted away from it, but I think it's going to be part of my bar. <laughs> so, so, I'll get prepared. <laughs> Steve, how did you, what was your top one? Actually, the Spay finished number one for me. That um, was good. Yeah, the mm -hmm. seconds were the Balvini and the Glen Morangi, and then McCallum finished fourth for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so, it, you know, it, it, just, it, it kind of surprised me because I've always liked the McCallum, but... Uh, that Glen Morangi, I've had different ones, mm -hmm. and I've always liked yeah. them. And the Balvenie's always been good. Yeah. So I, I, when I guessed, I thought four was Balvenie for sure, just because of the color. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, I think the Balvenie has that that rose color to yeah. it. But, yeah. Oh well. Wow. Okay, uh, Mr. Single Malt Scotch is up <laughs> next, Greg. <laughs> I'm with Steve on the uh, the top on this the spay. By by far, it was a clear winner to me as far as taste and finish. 
I, looks I don't care about. No, no. <laughs> but, uh, well, on certain things. But, but, uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> but then, you know, again, like him, the, the McAllen finished fourth, but it tasted better than two. You know, it just... So, so mine went spay, Glen Morange and, and Balvaney tied, and then McAllen was last. Okay. But McAllen tastes better than number two. Yeah. And, and as far as number three, the taste, I might even say that it tastes better than three, too. Well, well see, we weren't going to tell you what it was. You know, but yeah. Mike slipped, slipped up. up on that. But, uh, you know, the thing is, single malt scotch, you, you, it's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. I mean, and... Uh, you haven't quite acquired it yet. Yeah. No, not yet. You need to work maybe, on that. Maybe, maybe I do. <laughs> I'll tell you what, maybe we can give you a dinkle first and and then give you a single malt scotch. I probably couldn't tell the difference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. My, my, what? Uh, the spay came in, number four came in first for me. Um, I just really liked that one. And that's probably um, the cheapest one. Probably, it? yeah. It has to be, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, when I remember I got at this store, and I, I thought it was somewhere in the 60s. If I'm yeah, not. it's not a very pricey one. Yeah. yeah. Do do they have, like, a upper-tier one? or? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like a 30-year-old uh, McAllen is probably 7000 No, no, not McAllen, the Spade. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, know. not a story, anyway. So. We don't know. Really? No. Okay. I was on their website. They got different ones, but when you say upper, I mean... You get into some of the crazy single malt oh, scotch. Yeah. Some of them twenty-seven thousand right? dollars or wow. something. And oh yeah, they're fifty year old or some kind of crap like that. <laughs> yeah. So my, my number, well, number two, number one and number two both tied at thirty-four for me. So the the Belvaney and the McAllen tied at thirty-four, and then the Glen Morangi came in at uh, at thirty-three. So it was my fourth place. Well, but they're all they're all close. They're all close. Yeah. Yep, they're yeah. all close. But I, I do prefer the spay. I think. Yeah, uh, there's some other. I mean, you got a good selection of mm. single malt scotch down there. There's some good ones, and you know, one thing we we got a lot going on. And next week, the next whiskey one, I'm bringing some really good stuff. So, but I'm wondering sometime in the future. I had two people ask me this. They said, why don't you do a wine and cheese pairing sometime? And And meat. And meat. Yes, like a good charcuterie board. A what? A good charcuterie board. He'll bring some meat. I'll bring, yeah. Oh, okay. Charcuterie? What's that? What is charcuterie? Yeah, what's charcuterie? It's meat and cheese and dried yeah, yeah, fruits and nuts and all that well, good well, stuff. And meat, so- cheese, fruits, and nuts. What charcuterie? I mean, Man, we're fancy over here. We bend our pinky when we drink. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. But you know, and I, I mean, that's that's going to be you used all to call it distance a little, but that might not be a bad idea yeah. to do that. You know, I'm. I'm not big on white wines at no, all. No, no, I like quite good some good red wines. Yeah, yeah there's some, and and you don't have to pay an arm and a leg for a, a decent. No, no, decent there's wine. some really good, affordable yeah. wines out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, so that might be something to look out ahead. But practice I'm trying the pinky, to think Greg. We're, practice the pinky. I will. All right. So, uh, 
trying to think what else we've got going. We we got our beer podcast coming up, and tonight, um, uh, well, you'll hear hear this after the beer podcast. But uh, Randy uh, Sternburner uh, from Randy's Roadhouse, it's his day off, but he's fixing us a pepperoni pizza and bringing it out. So because his ovens are seasoned, and he the thought of me having him bake it halfway and then me bake it for another 10 mm-hmm. minutes didn't appeal to him. So he's taking his off day to fix a piece. So they normally don't deliver or do they? No, they don't. no, no not at all. So, and that's going to, that'll be a problem as we go because uh, Domino's is the only one that delivers. I probably can talk Pizza King uh, I'm a little too far for them, but when they find out what it's for, I can probably get them to deliver out here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and La Rosa, maybe. I, I think I've had La Rosa deliver out here one time. I will say the uh, guy from the Sherman House said he would deliver, too, for you. Who? who? The owner what, of the... They, George? Uh, George. They, Oh yeah, George. They got they pizza, pizza now. Yeah, I didn't even know they had pizza. He he said, "Man, tell Larry I'll." He said, "Not deliver." Hell yeah! Wow. Yeah. That'd be a that'd be a good. Yeah. If you anybody had his pizza, I haven't I had it. not. No, I didn't even know they had it. And you know what size he has, right? Don't know. I'll stop and see him or Peyton. And, yeah. yeah. And the I know the one thing we're gonna have to do at uh, the village store. They're only open till seven o'clock, so. Oh, we'll have to, okay. and they have twelve-inch pizzas, so we're gonna have to get two twelve. Well, that's that's well, today the would have been a perfect day for me to pick that one up. <laughs> I, I know I a couple six thirty. I know a couple guys <laughs> that live right next to you that would probably be just thrilled to death to go get one for you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you think? Wait, no, that, I don't know about that. What we, I, I have a better. I, I, I could get uh, maybe. My one granddaughter who's teaching that's still living at home to bank a little bit of money, uh, I might be able to talk her into it. But see, the village store, you have to get there. I mean, they're not going to wait till 7 o'clock. And yeah. Well, Larry, that's the day we should do the, the uh, remote podcast at Creek Bottom Brewery. Yeah. But I don't think they would like me bringing in whiskey. We could do the whiskey. We could do the whiskey, or we could just maybe start a little early, do the whiskey here, and take a field trip over to Creek Bottom and have our pizza there. That's a brilliant idea. I'm good good at those. Or what we could do is find out how many different beers he has, and we could uh, do... We could do... do a beer one? Maybe a one and two, or maybe just do... A long beer podcast over there yeah. with pizza. The, the more beer we drink, the better the podcast will get. And, yeah. and then, then maybe do two of the whiskey podcasts the next time, where everybody will be shit faced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that'll work. laughs> so anyway, I'll tell you since uh, we're only in thirty-one minutes, but. We're going to cut this short because any time now, Randy's going to be out with our Pizza for the Beer podcast. So if uh, anybody got any final comments or do, do, do we ever I, want to? I got, I got one. What? 
drink bourbon. <laughs> Get rid of I was going to say, I the scotch is pretty damn good. I, I thought it was great. I enjoyed them all, yeah. yeah, yeah Someday we'll have to do a podcast or one with... Uh, from a different region where it's real peaty and get that smoke going, man. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the nice thing is, you know, it's all expensive, but the 12 years, not bad. As you go up, you know, oh, yeah, the single 18, malt scotch, you get 15 or that 23-year McAllen is what, about three-something? Something like that, yeah. That's the 18. The 18 is three-something McAllen. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I know, that, that I know was the, the first. They scotch. got fifteen, also, right? That's yeah. two, two, maybe two, something like that. Mid, yep, yeah, mid twos. Yeah, mm. but I mean, you know, if you stick around that twelve year or or less, it's mm-hmm. you know, not not too not bad. Not too bad. And I I try to stay away from all the real peaty ones. Some of them are really really strong. Oh yeah. See, and I'm in. I'm into that. I like. Uh, I, I yeah. like it some. I, I wouldn't want to have. I wouldn't want to try four of them. Yeah. You know, at the same. time. I always describe it like after the fire's out because it's really nice drinking a nice scotch and yeah. sitting by a fire. And then once the fire's out, you, you lick the, uh, the the log after it's done, and that tastes like the scotch you've been drinking. That's, <laughs> that's phenomenal. Oh, oh God, he needs. Help. I heard you like licking the log. <laughs> Somebody told me that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if the students did that to you or if the liquor store did it. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to end this podcast right now. So let's. Uh, well, real let's quick, Larry, no wonder why he ain't got the million dollar palate. His taste buds are burned off from the well, licking the so, log. So good, good. I can distinguish between a log oh, and a. You know, oh, since yeah. I, that, it's worse than earwax. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the ear. It does. Okay, I want to thank everybody for listening. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And I'll talk to you on the next podcast.